Hi, and welcome back to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. It's Rashonda Yates, and I'm coming to you with so much gratitude um, and just peace um, from the back deck of my husband's father's home in Arvada, Colorado, which is just outside of Boulder, Colorado. And this is where we landed after Hurricane Ida evacuation. And I just want to first say thank you for those of you who reached out to find out how I am. I cannot tell you how much that meant to me. Um, We're fine. You know, our home is fine. We did hear and we also did hear that our home in our neighborhood has power back. So we were very, very fortunate. We were so well taken care of for this entire experience. And we were blessed. And I don't take that for granted. So many people lost everything. And, you know, times like these really cause me to reflect on what I have and just focus on gratitude um, because you you know nothing is in our control we never know oh by the way since I am coming to you from the back deck you're going to hear background noises you're going to hear birds you're going to hear possibly trucks delivering things and so on and so forth we're just going to roll with it you know we're going to do the best we can Um, I was able to finally sit down grab a moment to record a podcast. Um, nothing came out last week due to, of course, the you know extenuating circumstances, but we are back. And I want to share with you some of the things that I have learned on this trip and primarily three tips um, for dealing with uncertainty and being in limbo. You know, we, we have this these moments throughout our lives, right? I mean, the most poignant example of this was just recently, 2020, where there was so much uncertainty. We had no idea what was coming. That came, you know, for many of us out of nowhere, out of left field. And we were pretty much, you know, caught in a situation where we had to either think on our feet or really just be in acceptance. You know, some of us grieved for life as it was. And basically, we found our place in, ourselves in a place where we either adapted or we struggled to adapt. And, you know, this is all part of the human experience. But just recognizing, like, we, we have control over nothing. We never truly have control You know, Mother Nature is one of the best teachers of this. And so whether we're facing a natural disaster or a global pandemic, you know, or not knowing where our next meal comes from, like so many people have experienced in the past or maybe even now, right now, some of us may be in lockdown, not knowing when we're going to be relieved of that, you know. Whether it's, you know, you lost a job and you don't know where your income is coming from in the future. 
There are so many times in our lives where we're in this place of uncertainty, in limbo, and it can feel very anxiety producing. You know, our cortisol levels can rise. We can get into this state of hypervigilance where our body just feels like there's this frenetic energy and we just feel, you know, basically like we want to eat, you know, <laughs> because that is what we've relied on for comfort for so long. And we just find ourselves wanting to nibble and munch and snack and, you know, and go back to that safety and security that that's in the food. And first of all, I want to say that that's totally normal, that that that, that would happen, you know. And when I find myself in that place, there's a few things that I think that I do in terms of my mindset, in terms of, yeah, just how I think through where I am in that moment. But then I want to share with you a few tips, you know, things that I really developed while being in flux, in transition, on the road, you know, staying in different places. And I'll share a little bit about our journey along the way as I share these tips. But first, I want to share with you a few thoughts. How do I think about this when I find myself in that place of, man, I just, you know, my body won't calm down. I'm doing all the self-care reframing. I'm sitting down. I'm, you know, I'm doing my mindfulness. I'm meditating. I'm doing my self-hypnosis, whatever it is. And you just find that you can't shut off that fight or flight. And you know, maybe reaching for those old coping mechanisms, maybe those old patterns are coming up. And they can be sneaky, by the way. Sometimes they come up, you have rationalizations for them, and you don't even realize that that's what it is. So I'll, and I'll share an example of this um, also. But the way that I generally think about it is self-compassion over self-judgment 100% of the time. So one of the sneaky things that I always, always look out for is self-judgment, you know? So for example, I'm on the road and as you know, if you've been listening to any, for any length of time, you know, I released a significant amount of weight. I released 50 plus pounds and I have been able to keep that off. And the thing is that you know, over the past, mm, I want to say six or seven months, I had really found a groove with my nutrition, with my fitness regimen in terms of like weightlifting. And that had been really solid and very consistent. And I was really seeing some, you know, great results, um, in terms of my strength and in terms of my discomfort in the gym. And I started to see some muscle come on and everything. And then bam, life hits, right? Life is lifing, as one of my coaches <laughs> likes to say. And so suddenly, you know, I'm traveling, I'm sleepless, you know, working off of three or four uh, hours of sleep a night, if that life is lifing. And I started to catch myself getting a little down on myself, you know. And what's great is when you are in this practice of self-compassion, it's basically, you know, everything is habit. 
And so as soon as I caught it, I was able to immediately reframe everything and recognize Rashonda, you are a human being. You're not a robot, you know? And I was able to have compassion for myself. I was able to have compassion for the situation that I was in. And I want to make it clear here that this is not about making excuses, but it's about switching on that energy of self-love and self-care, caring for myself, caring for the enormity and the significance of what is happening in my life being present to it, being present to the pain, to to the fear, to the uncertainty, and then allowing that to be there, holding space for that uncertainty, holding space for those feelings of fear and doubt and not knowing what's going to happen, holding space for that and just telling myself, you know what? I care about this suffering. I care what is happening right now. And you know what? These feelings belong. They're like waves in the ocean. And whenever I do that, whenever I do that for myself, all of a sudden, I turn to, I turn toward the goodness. I turn toward the self care and naturally more caring behaviors spring forth from that. All right. And, but it starts, it begins there. And we want to skip over this. We want to get to the what are the tips, right? (laughs) And the truth is that the tips are pointless unless you can start here with self compassion. And so I did want to begin with that mindset, mindset shift. Now I'll give you an example of a moment during this. Um, experience where I made a choice that really, you know, logically seemed like a good choice in the moment. But in hindsight, I realized that it really was a choice that was made out of a need for comfort. And it didn't give me comfort. It actually made me feel worse, both physically and emotionally. And so what happened was, you know, we were leaving um, Texas. Now, we stayed with one of my best friends. Really, she's more like a sister from college. Um, we stayed with her, her family, her husband, her five children for a few days. And they were amazingly gracious hosts. You know, she fed us nourishing foods while we were there. You know, we played with the children. It was a really nourishing environment and very, it was a very... um to use the word, a wholesome experience in terms of like, you know, you really had that family dynamic and it was really beautiful. It was a very beautiful time. Um, And we were extremely underslept the entire time, as you can imagine, with five children around, <laughs> you know, we um, there wasn't the space for us to have a room on our own, me and my husband. And so we made do and it was we were so, so incredibly grateful to be there. You know, and we were underslept. And so we had the opportunity when we found out, you know, power may not be restored for as long as maybe a month. We made other plans and we decided to come on a little bit further and come to Colorado and stay at the empty home 
of uh, my father-in-law um, because he is right now residing in his mountain home primarily. So it was like, wow, this is, you know, this is perfect. We have this whole home. We have a host of pets, you know, as you may know. Um, and so we, there was more space for us and we could just, you know, we could catch up on rest and we could regroup and figure out what our next steps would be, so forth and so on. So we made our way this way. And my husband suggested, hey, why don't we get um, fast food on the road? You know, um, for both of us, we have memories of like fast food being this fun part of a trip, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, that'll be fun. And so we stopped at a fast food place and we had the fast food. And a little bit later, I realized something (laughs) that I actually had no desire to eat fast food. What I was really wanting was to be comforted. I wanted something to feel, yeah, comforting. I, I needed like a, like to root myself. I needed to ground myself somehow. But that was really discovered in hindsight, right? So one of the uh, tips that I want to share around this is that it's not about being perfect. You know, sometimes we take a step forward that seems like the, you know, the next step that we want to do or the right step or, you know, we, we take an action and sometimes we don't get the result that we want. And so rather than judging ourselves for it, we can look at it with self-compassion and say, you know what, that actually didn't really feel very good. (laughs) I think, um, you know, next time. I'll, maybe I'll start off by eating some vegetables first and then have the, the fast food or whatever the logical um, thing for you to test for yourself is. But, you know, I use that word test because really that's what it is. You know, we're all different and the same thing isn't going to work for 100 percent of us. What's more important is having the skill of how to know And to observe and be aware of what is truly working or not working for you. And honesty, being honest with yourself is a huge, huge, huge part of this. There was a time years back where I would have eaten the fast food and then would have noticed that I felt worse. That would have triggered me into self-judgment, which would have triggered me into a binge, right? Many of you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. And so what this situation did for me, though, is it gave me that, that, what do I want to say here? And I am recording this off the top of my head, (laughs) of course, but basically it, it awakened my awareness that, hey, why don't I come up with some type of plan for how I want to care for myself, you know, and how I want to be thinking about eating while I'm in this state of uncertainty. So what I'm trying to share is that when we have these moments where we get data that tells us, you know what, that wasn't the best choice, it actually detracted from my experience. Instead of judging ourselves, we can use that. We can leverage that for the learning And then we can go forward with 
information that will help us to grow. So this is where I want to share the tips that I developed out of this, you know, data that I gathered. And so rather than like, you know, trying to come up with like some rules or, you know, try to like control my portions or my my uh, calories or anything like that, when who knows where my meals are going to, you know, be exactly who, you know, I'm eat, I'm sharing meals with like Brian's family up in the mountains or, you know, a friend that is here in town who wants to make dinner for me. And so people are putting food in front of me. So how am I thinking about it going forward when I don't necessarily have control over the ingredients in the food and all of this, so forth and so on. So here's what I came up with. Number one, try and eat vegetables with every meal if possible. Now, the reason that I love this tip is because it's not overly rigid. It tells me that if vegetables are available, I'm going to eat them at the meal. Okay? It's really so simple. I mean, I breathe a sigh of relief just thinking about it, right? So at breakfast, what we've been, what we've done, we kind of fell into this pattern of having oatmeal for breakfast. And I'll beef up the protein content with peanut butter. Super simple. I'll throw some apples on top. There's not really vegetables available at breakfast. But at lunch and dinner, there is almost always vegetables available. And if there's not, that's okay. But if they're available, the default is I'm going to eat them. I'm going to eat a lot of them. You know, I'm going to fill up probably about half of my plate. This is just a habit that I have. And that's how I handle, you know, that nurturing getting some nutrition, adding versus subtracting. I've talked about this before in the podcast. And it's just, it's gentle, you know? And so that's my first one. My second one, try and drink lots of water. So this is something that you can do easily without having to... um worry about like, okay, am I going to have access to water or not? Like if, if you're in America, especially, um, for the most part, we can depend on the availability of water, right? So that's my second tip. I mean, it's pretty simple, straightforward, but the thing is, um, that I wanted these tips to be as simple as possible. I wanted these actions that I would take to be as simple as possible. And I wanted to have things that I could focus on doing that I was adding to my life and not focus on things that I wanted to take away. So for example, yesterday we went up to the mountain home. It's about a two hour drive and we drove back at the end of the day. So we drive up there. We start off the day. First of all, we have our oatmeal at our, at um, the Arvada home. And we drive, and when we get there, we have lunch with Brian's father and uh, stepmother. My husband is Brian, in case I haven't said that before. We sit down to whatever they prepare for us, which happened to be lasagna and a salad. So, you know, I had, I knew that I was reaching for that salad first, you know, and by the way, that salad looked so good, and I was like ready for it. And so <clears throat> I have the, sa the salad, I have the lasagna. 
you know, um, Brian's dad suggests that we go down to the lake um, and we, you know, have an ice cream cone. And so I'm like, yeah, let's go. You know, we go down there, we have the ice cream cone and it was delicious. It was wonderful. We sat out um, in a gazebo by this beautiful lake surrounded by mountains. It was just like out of a fairy tale, the picture. We also went on two hikes in the same day, <laughs> which um, is my tip number three, but I'm going to come back to that. <clears throat> Excuse me. But then we hit the road again. And then we get back to the um, Arvada home around 830. And then I think, okay, well, I'm hungry now for a meal. And I look around and I see that we have some leftover chili that my friend who I stayed with in Texas sent us with graciously had loads of vegetables in there. And then I made a little sandwich on the side that also had some tomato and lettuce piled up. And so the day wasn't all perfectly planned, but I still had these things that I could kind of uh, anchor to, if that makes sense. I had these, these things that were anchors for me. Like I knew that vegetables were a priority. I knew that drinking lots of water, which I did throughout the day, was a priority. And then my last tip, my final tip is um, try and walk at a, at a minimum. I'm stumbling on my words here. At a minimum, try and walk at least once a day or try to move your body. And so we went on, like I said, you know, that day we spent a lot of time in the car, but we also went on two hikes. Um, so we definitely, you know, really moved our bodies, which gave us endorphins. You know, the mountain air is just so amazing for your soul. Um, I'm moving there one day. And, you know, if if we don't have the opportunity to go on a walk, like say we're spending the entire day in the car, what I started doing was actually doing like little squats and lunges at the rest stops along the way. All right. And this is how I've been caring for myself and really feeling like I'm really grounding in self-care and nurturing myself, taking care of my body and keeping myself, quote unquote, on track, being perfectly imperfect. And so that's what I'll leave you with today. You know, so often we try to be perfect and it just doesn't work. Give it up right now. Okay. It's, it's, it doesn't work. It's not worth the effort of trying to be perfect. And if you have compassion for yourself and you say, you know what? I know this is not going to be perfect, but I'm going to go forward the best I can. Wow. How good does that feel? When you can choose to put yourself in that place. So that's been today's rather um, impromptu, off-the-cuff episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. And I'll try to recap off of my memory. Um, I know I talked about, you know, shifting from self-judgment to self-compassion especially when you don't have 
control over your circumstances. You don't have control over what food is put in front of you. You don't have control over what is happening. Like it might be a natural disaster or a global pandemic or, you know, the loss of a loved one. Like have compassion for yourself. You know, if you find yourself reaching for comfort foods, have compassion for yourself. We often think that we're going to actually enable ourselves, but it is the opposite. Notice what you're feeling. Acknowledge the need that's there. Have compassion for yourself. Care for yourself. Give yourself the love that maybe you didn't get as a child or maybe that you're not, you know, you haven't gotten recently, you know, in your partnerships or in your friendships, maybe you're missing that. Give it to yourself because you're worth it. And then I talked about um, three tips that I used that helped me to keep moving forward in my self-care regimen and my self-care practice is probably a better word for it that you can use no matter where you are in life. And the first one was to just try and eat vegetables at every meal. Um, the second one was to drink, try and drink lots of water. And the third one is to try and move your body. And that's it. <laughs> you know, um, whatever you have available to you, do it. You know, if you are wheelchair bound, but you can move your arms, move your arms, you know, just do what's available to you wherever you are. We're all in different places. We all have different levels of ability and different socioeconomic levels and so on and so forth. Focus on what you personally can do now. And I promise you that will serve you more than judging yourself or beating yourself up. Now I'm seeing a little squirrel dropping some apples in the tree. I wish you could see what I'm seeing right now. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for you listening. Thank you for all your support and love. Thank you for reaching out in DMs and telling me that you're enjoying the podcast. That makes my day every day so much. <laughs> I appreciate you all. And I will catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools. Over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashandi Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.